Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, an open-world adventure game where the hero of Hyrule is awoken from his 100-year slumber to save the titular princess from an ancient evil. Can our hosts craft a story out of these distant castles, legendary swords, and young elf boys? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Welcome to Game Reel. This is your host, Annika Gatormson. I am here with my friends. I'm Cassidy Easton. I'm Matt. Um, and this is our show where three college grads write movies about our favorite video games. Uh, also joining us is my sister, Kylie, who is a huge fan of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, say hi. Hi. Ooh. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we love having guests. We've been having yeah. so many lately. Yes. Like I just said, the game that we're discussing this week is Legend of Zelda, specifically Breath of the Wild. Um, so Breath of the Wild is a Nintendo game. It was first released on March 3rd of 2017 for the Wii U console and the Nintendo Switch. I believe it was actually the last game ever released for the Wii U. I played it on the Wii U when it first came out and it instantly became a favorite of mine it's unique in how expansive the open world map is and how much there is to explore and find. And it's also unique in its incredible graphics. If you haven't seen any footage of Breath of the Wild gameplay, Google it now. I promise you'll be impressed. It's one of the most visually beautiful games I've ever played. A super quick summary of the game is that you wake up in a tower as Link and discover that you've been asleep in a restoration chamber for a hundred years. You slowly learn that you have been tasked with defeating Calamity Ganon, who has come back to haunt the kingdom of Hyrule again after his thousand-year rest. You kind of navigate your way between various cities in Hyrule, where you unlock the secret of the four divine beasts, which are ancient weapons that you must activate in order to destroy Ganon, who is, who is currently sealed within Hyrule Castle by Princess Zelda's magic. Along the way, you learn more about the history of Hyrule and all this conflict, you fight ghosts, you fight robots, you navigate mazes, you hunt dragons, you learn how to get really, really good at dodging. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you're listening to this podcast uh, on its release, then you know that just a few weeks ago, Nintendo announced plans to release a sequel that should be coming out in 2022 that we're all super excited for. Anyways, wondering if you guys have any experience with Breath of the Wild or any other Zelda games, if you've played them before, which ones you like? I've only ever played Breath of the Wild. I've not played any other Zeldas. I've started a lot of Zeldas because when we had a GameCube when I was little, um, we would rent some from Blockbuster, so I've started, yeah. one, I've started Wind Waker, never finished it. Ooh. I've started mm. Ocarina of Time, never finished it. Um, and I think that's it. I've recently started the remake of Link's Awakening. I haven't finished it. <laughs> um, so, you know, Breath of the Wild's the only one I've, like, played to completion. You know, now that you mention it, I actually don't think I've ever finished Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, man. Mostly because... <laughs> <You're> yeah. <fake. laughs> also, like, I... 
I, like, lent my copy of it to, like, two different friends because, like, neither of them had it, like, had a Switch yet, so I just, like, gave them mine for, like, months on end, and I was like, oh, I hope you're enjoying that game, and they both beat it, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I want to play it, but I don't remember shit, so I restarted my game, and I haven't finished it since then. But I've I've put, like, many hours into it. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's a good exploring game. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh... I finished Ocarina of Time. I've started Majora and gotten decently far at it, but I haven't finished it. Um, I'm not. I feel like I finished Phantom Hourglass on the DS, which was cool because you got to draw and shit with the stylus. You know, <laughs> throwing your boomerang around it was very immersive. <laughs> what about you, Kylie? Um. I've also played Link Through Time. I think I'm like halfway through Majora's Mask. I've done Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild. And then a few that I never got to finish, so I don't really remember the names of. But I'm I'm decently versed in, in Zelda. And Twilight Princess. Yeah. Twilight Princess. I love that one. Yeah. I've heard I've that, one was diver- that one was like, divisive. I've heard people either hate it or love it. It has its issues, but I think overall I enjoyed it. It's like it's like juicy two thousands edgy emo juicy. shit though, which is so great. Like you turn into a wolf. Like yeah. what more could what, you want? Really? Uh, yeah. That's probably so why it's de- divisive. It's like furries versus not furries. Oh uh, well, I mean normally I like pretty hard side against furries, but I'll make, I make exceptions, you know, for art. For yeah, art. for art. For art. Yeah, I I've played through Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess, and I watched kylie play a lot of the toon link ones so like i would kylie doesn't like to spoil things but i will sometimes google things (laughs) if we are stuck (laughs) and feed hints so that's been my my experience like Um, subconscious yeah (laughs) my heart my heart yearns you like that that. i'm realizing so much you're like that little fairy that guides like around (laughs) navi Navi, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Wow. Should we talk about our favorite characters from the game? Hell yeah. It's all going to be Prince Sidon and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show my hand early. I think that's the only one I remember, really, is Prince Sidon. I like him so much. He's so He's got so much personality, mm-hmm. and he's a giant handsome shark man, so that's pretty appealing to me. Um, I also just like the Zora in general. The Zora are, like, the coolest, like... Hyrulean people. I think they're really cool. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even remember any of the others. I know Lady Urbos is like tall and beautiful, but she's also dead. Yeah, I think out of just like species wise, the Gorons are like have always been by far my favorite. <laughs> they're so they're funny. Just, the they're big people? and they're yeah, they're big and they're tough and they're like kind of genderless and they can like roll around and stuff and they're just awesome. <laughs> and they eat rocks, dude. They kind of look on. like lizards. Yeah, yeah. They all have like a, a real jolly energy to them, mm-hmm. which I like. The music of their like of like their volcano town is so like weird and funny to me. Do you guys remember the little like uh blushy cheeked Gerudo boy who's like the chosen one for like their village? Like he's like the new champion. He has like a little wisp of hair. His name is uh Yunobo. He's got like a little cape. A little bit. I like him. He's a little baby, but, you know. But I like him, and I like uh, Riju, who's Urbosa's daughter, 
who had to take over the village after she died. I think mm-hmm. her whole deal is pretty cool, and she's got some emotional depth to her, and I ship her with Link. How old is anyone in this game? Time makes no sense to me with this game. Like, how old is Prince Sidon? It's been like a hundred years. It well, has. I think the non Hylian yeah. species age like a lot slower or a lot quicker. So it's just vibes, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the obvious favorite is Lady Urbosa. Ubro- <laughs> I don't know why you guys haven't brought yeah. her up yet. You're sleeping on her. She's beautiful. <laughs> no, I just but like Prince Sidon more. Fair. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I think she's really intriguing to me, not just because she's hot, but she also <laughs> has a really fun backstory. She, there's some memories where she um, is talking to Zelda, and it's um, a very heartfelt moment where she's like describing Zelda's mom to her, and I just that just really stuck with me. I think she's like one of the best written of all the champions and I like her a lot but I have to give a shout out to Muzu who's one of the um the Zora people he's just a dude oh. with a manta ray as a head and oh, I think the grumpy the, guy I think it's yeah, awesome. he's the one that hates yeah. Link yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he hates Link so much it's just great design wise I think he's like so ridiculous looking and I love him so much yeah, yeah. and his head is way too big for his body Mm-hmm. great <laughs> peak design i don't know to be honest i hate reading so i skip a lot of the dialogue but i like <laughs> i like the leaf guys i think they're always nice oh yeah they're the all so different yeah. they're so cute i yeah. love them and then yeah. i think honestly i enjoy just watching the animals because they all have such distinct personalities mm-hmm. like even down to the frogs running away from you it's just so fun yeah I'm picturing the, you playing this game. It just makes Link seem like he just forages around in the undergrowth <laughs> catching frogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like bugs. a force of nature. He's not a person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude. The one, like, one big Korok guy who, like, you give him the maracas and, like, he dances <gasps> yeah. for you. To, like, he's Hetsu. He's the best. Yes. The Koroks have, they really have nice designs. Like, Hetsu, like, he has, like, a leaf that, like, looks like a beard. I th- It's just... Yeah, they blow my mind. I always forget that those are just like leaf masks, and they're just mm-hmm. little root—they're little root men. Okay, I think that there's like a very important divide among Breath of the Wild fans and in the way they play, and it's really like when you lift up the rock and you find the Korok, do you drop it on the Korok or do you throw it away from them? <laughs> I do drop it on the Korok. <laughs> they make a funny little noise. They, they do. I'll admit. Do you guys drop they the rocks do. on the Koroks? I have, but I Sometimes. don't know about it. <laughs> okay. Same. All right. I'm like half seas, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I go back and forth. There's only one Korok that I hate, and it's that mm. one that you have to follow around the forest, but not let it know that you're following it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I hate yeah. that little man. I hate him so much. He gets in trouble with wolves and, and then <laughs> runs away from them, and then he sees me. And then he forgets about the wolves. He's like, why are you following me? Get out of here. And then start over. <laughs> Honestly, that little challenge is harder than any of the boss fights. It is. It's so hard. It actually, it took me longer. <laughs> I haven't fought Ganon, but like everyone I've talked to were like, yeah, like the higher level Lynels are way harder than Ganon actually, which is like a little disappointing to hear. I agree. No, yeah, yeah. If, especially if Absolutely. you get all the, all the mm-hmm. divine beasts. If you get the divine beasts, Ganon is 
I I like that they're there, but I tend to turn off the divine beasts because I th- they're like a little too OP. Except for the mm-hmm. the one where you jump really high. That one's wait. You can turn useful. them off. Yeah. How do you, do you what? It's oh. somewhere in the menus. I didn't know uh, that. I didn't know this. Oh. You don't have to turn off all. You could choose which ones you turn off to. So I keep the one where you jump high. Oh, if you turn them off, there you don't get the the power. Yeah. Oh, but you could always I turn really, them back on. I like all of the powers. I like Darude's <laughs> Sandstorm. I like mm-hmm. Mipha's healing. Uh, the others. The others. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Lionel's cool as fuck. The most fun thing to fight by far. I gotta the monster design no. in Zelda alone is, like, so good. It's, I... like, such big brain monster design. Mm-hmm. I just love, like, how there are, like, so many little things that you could do when you fight them. Like, there are different ways to, like, dodge and to, like, fuck with them. And yeah. I feel like once you figure out how to fight them, you feel like such a fucking badass, dude. The move like, is to when shoot it, them like, in the head and then confuse them. Yeah, like, when you, like, parry their, the, like, sword hit with your shield and they, like, get knocked back. Like, you feel like a fucking the guy, <laughs> you know? Feel like a, a genuine gamer. Yeah, you feel like Elijah Wood in Spy Kids 3 Game Over. <laughs> Matt, you just referenced the oldest reference on Game Reel. That was the first movie ever referenced on this show. Like, literally, it was, really? one of, it was like one of the first ten words that was spoken on this show was <laughs> the Spy Kids 3D Game Over or whatever it's called. That's what it was called. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm very partial to two because it has um, fucking Steve Buscemi's very deep quote about God. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Oh. I know the one. I've never seen a Spy Kids movie. You've I never? I watched two so much as a kid. Not oh, in they're, my life. They're kind of like, they're kind of bangers, dude. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Good. Told. They're good. Giant thumbs. Yeah. Thumb thumbs. Yeah. Okay, but like iconic film trilogies, like obviously you can't not mention Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people talk about The Godfather, but no one even likes the third movie. The th- all th- yeah. Everyone likes all three Spy Kids. Everyone. Yeah, it goes Lord of the Rings, Spy Kids, <laughs> other trilogy here. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't even You better not cut trilogies. all this out, Cassidy. I swear to God. I'll do my best, man. Okay. <laughs> cut as much as you need. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. Should we jump into pitches? I'm ready if you are. I think it'd be wise. So picture this, guys, right? Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the Goron. <laughs> Link and his trusty Goron sidekick, Yunobo, venture off to find a stolen artifact from a dangerous clan in this epic fantasy western. Zelda western, dude. Like, I love that. Yeah. Why not? And, you know, I don't know how much we'd adjust, like, the technology in our world and, like, how much we adjust the world itself, but I think it definitely lends itself to this kind of thing riding around on your horse, doing different stuff, meeting people, mm-hmm. dramatic shootouts, you know, could be bows, could be guns, could be fucking lasers. <laughs> they got future tech. This is like the whole, this whole weird shit. And so I wanted to surround it over this one uh, quest that I really liked where you had to retrieve, you talk to a uh, Riju, who's the head of the, the town where the, no, the Gerudo town, not the mm. Goron town. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, ah, fuck, dude, what's up, bro? You, like, snuck in here even though there's only ladies, but, you know, it works for you, you know? I like the whole fit you got going on. Because, you know, you got to do... It's fun. 
and Link's all like bashful when he's in it. It's cute. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, yo, I had this helmet. Like, my people had this helmet, and it just like shoots electricity. But like, the fucking Yiga clan stole it. Those like wacky ass banana ninjas, you gotta get it back. And like, sneaking into that hideout and like fighting all those guys all across Hyrule is like very fun for me. Just like all the stealthy shit. But yeah, Western, That's really, it's really Riju, good. you know, maybe. Maybe Riju's, like, the mayor of the town instead, or, like, a sheriff or something. Like, you know, we could, like, play with stuff. I love this reimagining of Gerudo Town, like an old west village. Yeah, and I mean, it's in the desert, too, so, like, vibes. Link is Clint Eastwood, but, like, I like <laughs> it more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot film take. Uh, not a fan of The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. I've never seen it. Fair enough. If that's all the pitch you have, Matt, I can yeah. do mine. A trio of young heroes become entangled in a love triforce and while scrambling to save Hyrule. So this would be the story of Mifa and Link's like love, but it's also during like the calamity and them like scrambling to save the world. And so he also has to uh, he also has to guard zelda because that's his like job uh and so then she's developing feelings for him <gasps> so then it's like a love tri- it's a love triangle where him and him and mifa are in love but zelda but zelda is like falling in love with link and so it's like all this uh juicy juicy uh you know drama um you know technically i guess would be a uh hyrule hyrule warriors whatever that game's called age of calamity it would yeah. be that kind of movie, but prequel? you know, yeah. just a thought. Yeah, prequel. We've done those. That's that's all I got. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'll go next just because one of my pitches is very similar to yours, Cassidy. Um, so, yeah, when, <laughs> when you were saying your first idea, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he's done this because it's like, it's the same. It's I have the same thing. So, I wrote. When playing the game, I remember being specifically interested in the story of Mifa, who is the princess of the Zora people and one of the pilots of the Divine Beasts, um, who ends up being killed by Ganon. She's super cute. She's pink. She has a crush on Link. I think it would be interesting to follow her side of the story in the days leading up to the initial fight against Ganon um, that we know led to her death. So a prequel as well about Mifa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mine is Jumanji meets Zelda in this thrilling adventure of... I put humanity, but I'm realizing now they're not humans. I apologize. (laughs) Oversight. Um, (laughs) So my idea was... So in this game, you know, you unlock different outfits that give you different powers, and you cook different meals that give you different abilities. So what if people went on this game show... And they thought it was normal, and they just get cash, and they do these competitions like sewing and cooking, and we could even throw in like an ocarina to go back to other Zelda games. And as they win these challenges, they get more points, and at the end, they find out it's not just a game show. And we don't know what happens to the winner, but all of the losers now are put into the game for real, and they think that they have to compete with each other. So they sabotage each other. And so at the end, there's only a few left, and they realize that the boss is the winner. And then 
Now they have to work together, and whoever beats, whoever wins this big battle gets to actually leave the game, and everyone else is stuck. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and they get stuck in Breath of the Wild? Yep. Oh Whoa. Whoa. That is so big brain. <laughs> it's like Jumanji and Saw. <laughs> I was also thinking about Spy Kids Game Over when I thought about this. Wow. Yes. All the best movies, dude. <laughs> this is the hard part of the show. We we have to decide like which one we go with. Part of me is very, very interested in writing a Western because I don't think we've done that before. That's true. I can't think of like... I don't think we have. Yeah, like, I think the closest we've come was, like, the Sekiro episode, just because a lot of those old Japanese samurai movies, like, were the building blocks of what Western movies would become. Yeah. yeah. Wait, when when is the Zelda Western set again? Uh, Zelda time. No, I mean, is it is it, like, within the story of Breath of the Wild, is it, like, pre-Ganon or post-Ganon? I kind of it's imagined it during. as its own, like insular thing that like mm. that we didn't even have to acknowledge ganon but we could set it like during or after i mean canon wise it is during because you do get that helmet you know mm -hmm. um right yeah during the the conflict if ooh, you know if we do do this we could have a fun spin on it um a fun campfire story Mad Max kind of deal where it's uh, an old Gerudo lady and she's telling this like tale to these kids at this campfire of the hero Link and how he helped Gerudo Town. That can also be kind of like, uh, you know, how the story is a little bit warped, how there's like six shooters and, you know, old saloons and stuff like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think that's yeah. cool, and I think that's, like, totally the kind of thing that would exist in, like, Zeldaverse. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of like Rango, a little bit, except, yeah. you know. And then we could also have, like, a Cowboy Ganon be, like, a Rattlesnake Jake <laughs> type guy. <gasps> oh yes. yes! Yes! <laughs> Bro, I fucking love Rattlesnake Jake. He's awesome. Rango, I love that movie so much. It might not be very good, I love that movie so fucking much i just i think it's very good the, is that the, the is character that a controversial take i don't know it's kind of stupid but like the character design this you know the world is beautiful yeah. rattlesnake jake is an amazing villain but yeah i i do like this uh this idea of making ganon sort of like this dark cowboy at the edges of everything oh that could be like one of the things is like uh is like the the big problem that's plaguing Gerudo Town is that this like evil dark shadowy cowboy has stolen this like giant mechanical steed that is like the divine beast and it's like fucking up Gerudo Town and it's up to Link to go get that uh, helmet to fight the dark cowboy. Mm -hmm. So he's got to fight the cowboy ninjas. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> the weird banana ninjas. It's just a <laughs> vegan commune, and that's why they like bananas so much. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I guess they are vegans. A little bit. The Gerudos? Yeah. 
that's not no the ego clan it's not healthy they should not they should eat other things besides bananas (laughs) no that's where they get their magical powers and their veganism (laughs) all from all the potassium they're just iron deficiency they're wild with potassium uh okay so where does this story start i guess it starts with like the people at the campfire right this like old lady telling the tales yeah yeah i think are we gonna keep the whole storyline where Link has to dress as like a woman to get into Gerudo Town? Cause it does it does fundamentally change a big thing about Gerudo Town if he's just allowed in there. Yeah, I feel like you have to keep it just to keep it. Yeah, like consistent with the the game. Can't get rid of the girl bosses. No, <laughs> C- cannot. Not girl bosses are like an integral part of this podcast. Like we <laughs> oh, can't yeah. stop. We can't go back now. No, I, I read the notes. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think we should keep the mm-hmm. Link dressing up as a lady. And also, I do think it would still be cool that he had his cute little Goron sidekick, Unubo, because the Grudos don't know that the Gorons are not women, so they let them in sometimes. Yeah, it's just like. Gorons around being like, oh, there's all these ladies here. I wonder what where the guys are. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, Gorons, Gorons out here not knowing what gender is. Nah, it's, it's just vibes and rocks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess maybe the, like, this tale starts off with, like, Link sauntering into, like, this, like, tiny saloon-type town. You know, like, the, the, like, the little oasis where it's yeah. the one building yeah. and there's, yeah. like, these people camping all around it? Maybe that's like a tiny little saloon town where there's the saloon. He, he like saunters into that town, and that's like he sees the like the big storm clouds in the in the distance, the mechanical whinnying of the lightning horse. Maybe that's where he like asks what that's all about, and the innkeeper tells him, and it's like, yeah, it's been plaguing Gerudo Town forever, but it don't it don't bother us much. Can we include the little Wolgoron sidekick? Uh, yeah, why not, man? Okay, because I, I think I want, like, Link to be, like, a real, like, Clint Eastwood type in this. Oh, my God. Yeah, he could act. He could honestly be a silent protagonist because mm-hmm. that's what he is in all the games. Yeah. If this yeah. is a Western, a Western's a perfect place to have a silent protagonist. He, like, yeah. doesn't say anything. It's just little, little, uh, little Goron kid says everything for him. I'm trying to think, like, what, what would motivate him to go to Gerudo Town? Because he's going there is going to be a task because he has to get the the clothes and like mm-hmm. get in there and then sneak in there to meet Riju. So like, what motivates him? What motivates Cowboy Link? Is he a bounty hunter looking for some oh. some bounties, some some peeps to hogtie? Mm. Gotta look through the local postings and such. Oh, so maybe maybe he's like looking for bounties in this little town mm-hmm. and he's talking to like this bartender. Um mm-hmm. and the bartender like notices him like looking at the empty bounty board and it's like, Oh yeah, no no bounties here, sir, but uh got many bounties up in Gerudo Gerudo town. Not that they'll let you in mm-hmm. there, of course. And then and then they have to they have to learn about the guy that'll give them um clothes so that they can sneak into gerudo town isn't he like just like a guy who's like really into drag or whatever yeah that's what i 
I think I'm not. I sure. mean, in the game, it's very it's very ambiguous. Like some some creep who's been like spying on the Gerudo town like from a distance is like, I hear there's like a man who sneaks in there in women's clothing, and he's like trying to figure out how he does it. And then later you meet this like person at the top of the saloon or saloon at the top of the like building at the oasis and they're like dressed in this beautiful clothes and you think they're a woman for a long time and the wind blows and you see like a little hint of a a beard and they're like ah you're keep my secret please and then they give you the clothes and then link's all bashful is like oh you're so beautiful (laughs) oh i remember and then link's also like oh you're so beautiful yeah they have a moment so this person is the bartender the bartender hmm. again the bartender's like oh come after hours and i'll show you how to get in Ooh, okay also i think maybe we should have a bar fight <laughs> always that so that lincoln lincoln the little, little goron boy proves their worth to the bartender being like oh this these guys are worth having his friends or whatever or maybe they stop a bar fight by beating the yeah. people who are fighting oh can there be like maybe like a ganon henshi or something like a bokoblin or something like comes in yeah and then like mm-hmm. link beats him up and he'll be like oh wait until boss dorf hears about this or something <laughs> scurries away <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i know i love it <laughs> we got we got to give ganon a cowboy name uh I, oh, ganon man. the kid <laughs> it's not very ominous or shadowy <laughs> no it's not but it's historical what were other um, outlaw names? They don't even need to call him Ganon. They can just call him like the Dark Rider, <gasps> and like mm-hmm. like the the Dark Rider, the Shadowy Cowboy, the the Calamity s- Cowboy, the ca- Ooh. <laughs> the Calamity Kid. <laughs> yeah. Calamity Kid is it would be good. That's awesome. It would be good, but it also doesn't make him sound very scary. <laughs> I think Calamity's pretty scary. It's pretty scary, yeah. So it's like a Bokoblin and like a Lizalfos like fighting in the bar. Yeah, they like start a bar brawl and Lincoln, uh, what's the little kid's name? Yanobo. And that's when the bartender's like, hey, all right, listen, I know a way for you to get into Gerudo Town. Come, come to this bar after hours. I'll show you, you know, whatever. Um, after hours, the bar turns into a drag bar. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, why not? It's a gay bar. <laughs> it's all the same patrons, but yeah. they're they're in drag now. There's just someone lip syncing in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, naturally, yeah. Campy. Like club music now exists in this like Western setting. <laughs> it's very modern music. Lady Gaga remix. One of those bird people are like on stage making it work. <laughs> but yeah, Link sees this bartender he doesn't recognize. Uh, it's this beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's the same bartender from before. She like is like, all right, this is how you get in. Take a look. And then what? Gives him a, a dress and a bonnet. And so then they head off to Gerudo Town. What happens there? I think we need like that, you know, classic like big busy market scene. Where, like, a ton of shit's happening. People have snakes in baskets, like, wild shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, people are are probably scared, right? The big storm cloud's, like, not that far from them. Yeah, it's, like, right outside. Maybe, like, 
they have like cur- like thunderstorm curfews now to like close up shop and it's like bad for business and like tensions are high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you don't just go to the mayor. I feel like you got to prove yourself to the locals to let them know yeah. that got to talk to the sheriff first. Oh, I think man, the sheriff what... would be that one tough lady who guards Riju. So maybe Link has to talk to her first. Yeah, I feel like Link should have to prove himself to her somehow. Mm-hmm. Or he gets thrown in jail. <laughs> what if what if our little Gor- uh, Goron boy gets like in trouble and he like gets thrown in the slammer, but he's like, you know, he's like a little kid, so you're like, fuck no, don't do it. <laughs> Over, like, sh- some, like, random market misunderstanding. What if Link is, like... he He's, like, doing this now because he, like, is imprisoned or something? What's he doing? He No, he's, like, doing this quest because he's trying to, like, clear his name or something. Should we set a set, like, a set reason for why Link is doing this? I don't think we have one. I feel like he should be looking for something in specific Mm -hmm. it could be he's like trying to pay off a debt and if he finishes this one job he'll get enough to be clear oh yeah 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 he's like Faye from cowboy bebop i like that maybe maybe he has a debt to i was gonna say like king zora but maybe not his debt it's not to Zelda. He needs these he needs these rupees so that he can I want to do something with the the great Deku tree and the master sword. He needs Ooh. the master sword or the master six shooter to <laughs> to uh he needs that to rescue Princess Zelda. Well, what what if what if instead of it being a debt thing, maybe what if it's that Riju like has access or like some kind of a map to the great Deku tree. So that's the thing that is pulling him there is that he's like, I've, I've heard that she has this map. I really need it because I need this six shooter so that I can rescue Zelda from Ganon, who I I assume we're saying that Zelda's been kidnapped by Ganon in this? Yeah, I mean, that's that's all the games, is you have to rescue Zelda from Ganon. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's a classic thing that he's, like, trying to save Zelda from Ganon, and maybe he doesn't do that in this movie, because I don't think he gets the Master Sword in this movie either, but, mm-hmm. uh, like, his whole thing is he's going to Gerudo Town and doing this big like heist and to then fighting the Ganon and yeah to, to get the map and destroying the the Thunder Beast I like that so the map that to find the master six shooter is in the Thunder Beast is what you're saying no I think it's that Riju and the Gerudo people have it mm-hmm. and they won't give it to him unless unless he helps them with their thing and then he, I think he later learns that Ganon is the shadowy cowboy, the dark rider or whatever that Whoa. is, you know, that is terrorizing them on this like horse. He's like a, he's got definitely like a supernatural cowboy. He can be in all these places at once. You know, yeah. he has Zelda in the castle, mm-hmm. 
but he's also like you know piloting this horse around that's like terrorizing them why yeah. why is ganon doing this does he also want the master six shooter or is he just doing this for kicks he's just a piece of shit man i think he's just depressing <laughs> man he's depressing the land all right. Dude, okay. the Calamity Kid just gives no fucks, bro. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Can can we maybe instead of her like questioning them, they're like in jail talking about like now we'll never get like the Master Six shooter, mm-hmm. and she overhears it maybe because she's just at the jail or whatever, <laughs> just like as a cool like introduction, like Master Six shooter, you say, huh? Walks mm, out from yeah. the shadows. Yeah, yeah, and so then she, then she like gives them the the offer. It's like, hey, if you guys do this, we'll let you out, and we'll give you the map if you help us get this thing out of here. Oh yeah, she offers them a deal. Yeah, Link goes in for the handshake, official deal maker. <laughs> lets him out. Lets him know we're keeping an eye on you two, though. Oh, because... should they have add another to their posse that's keeping an eye on them? Ooh. Ooh. Who would it be? Oh, I don't know. There's so many Gerudo characters. It could be, uh, what's her name, Bellaria? Would the sheriff leave town? I don't think the sheriff leaves town. I think the Ma- sheriff is there sends a... deputies. I don't know why, but I want like the deputy to be like Bellaria's like, little tiny daughter who's like very feisty or something. It's like a very a tiny, tiny feisty mare. But like she's still she's still like an adult, you know. Like I mean, like like the Gerudo oh, so equivalent of like a toddler. Yeah, I want like a kid. So Link just has two kids with him. You know, he didn't he didn't go off to journey like this, but he's in this position uh-huh. now, and he's like, all right, well, this is a wild western. <laughs> Link and the children <laughs> just going off to kill banana ninjas. Or not, maybe we shouldn't, like, allow two children to, like, first, like, learn the taste of blood, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing, like, the wh- whoever their Gerudo companion is be, like, a tall woman. And she's, like, the tallest of the three of them. She's, like, the large party member who has the big rifle or whatever. Can, for the purpose of our story, can um, Urbosa be alive and just, like... I don't know, like a retired sheriff or something. I don't know. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So it's Urbosa that goes with them. I mean, I'm trying to think of like any more iconic Gruda women in here, and I mean, she's really top of the mountain, you know. Yeah, she is. She is the icon of Gerudo women. She also is the mayor's uh, mother, which. Maybe we don't know right away, so that could be interesting stuff oh, for later. But then why would the mayor send her out? Maybe they pick her up on the way, I don't know. Uh, I mean she might just like we could work her. She in. might just have a taste of adventure and miss doing cool stuff. Yeah, maybe she lies to them and says, like, Oh yeah, I'm here to look after you. I'm here to keep an eye on you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mayor sent me. Yeah, but in reality she went out on her own. Oh, yeah. Thrill Seeker. So she's like this grizzled badass with a big gun. And so then, and then what? They they ride out of town. There's montages. Yeah. Horses, like, galloping at sunset on the horizon. 
I'm sure we can have some like campfire scenes where they learn a little bit about each other. Maybe this is how the audience learns more about Link mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his whole plight is, you know, Urbosa is like talking to uh, Unobu and he's she's like, hey, so what's this guy's deal? He's so quiet. He doesn't say anything. What's up with him? And then mm-hmm. Unobu like spills, spills the beans. I'm like, oh, yeah, Link's Link's <laughs> been on this quest for a long time. Mm hmm. I think Link should have his like cowboy hat tipped and like yeah. playing, pretending to be asleep, but he's listening to the whole thing. I love that we're just making him extremely shy. <laughs> he's a strong, silent type, you know? Yeah, he's like uh, Nick Cage from Willy's Wonderland. So yeah, so we get the roadside scene, we learn all about that stuff. Maybe we get some hints to the dark cowboy. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they meet the dark cowboy? I think they gotta be, they like, attacked to. on the way. They have to, they have to. Yeah, maybe it's that, those same, those same Bacoblin and Lizalfos. Oh, shit, dude. Oh. You know what's a big part of Breath of the Wild? What's a big part of Breath of the Wild? Stumbling onto enemy camps, dude. What if they set up camp and then Calamity mm. Kids camp sets up nearby? It's like, oh, shit, what do we do? Do we want to, like, force a conflict? Do we not want to? And something forces their hand to do something. It's like in a it's like in a valley directly in their path that they have to go through. Oh yeah, and I feel like they should jump up out of the ground like they do in the game. Yeah, I love that. Guns going off like crazy. Yeah, well they're definitely surrounded, so maybe they're like kind of taken prisoner. And mm-hmm. there's like a really uh real tight escape from the camp. They like just barely make it out of there somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I also picture, like, this, like, big escape in this big conflict at this, like, enemy camp where they uh, just, like, narrowly escape it. I kind of picture, like, after they escape and they're, like, running off into the night, like, Ganon or, like, the shadow of Ganon is, like, standing on the cliff looking down on them and just kind of, like, narrowing his eyes. I think he should have his uh, handkerchief up so you can only see his glowing eyes. Can't see oh face. yeah, naturally. Maybe there's two Yiga clan members there who are like also crouching on the cliff, and then they like disappear. I think we're heading towards the the Yiga clan hideout anyway, so we're gonna have them there anyway. You oh know? yeah, that's another thing to consider. What is this Master Hoga like character and confrontation gonna be like? I think he can stay goofy. To contrast, Ganon's very serious. Yeah, and that way we know it's not the final conflict either, because yeah. he may be a big boss, but he's not the big boss. I feel like we, when Link gets to the hideout, there should they should like stumble upon a meeting with Koga and Ganon the kid, and then Ganon leaves, and then they like act because they're like, "Fuck, we can't like fight both of them." Hmm. But I think there should be some some stealthiness going on. Oh yeah, stealth, leaving bananas in random places to distract them. Yeah, because like if there's one thing I know with people like what they want from cowboy movies, it's the cowboys like shuffling through vents and stuff and being sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess they they eventually have to get to the Yiga clan. Now here's the thing: Are the Yiga clan ready for them? I feel like they should be ready for them because they've been like kind of watching them this whole time. Do they do they let them think that they're being sneaky and then just like jump them after like letting them in? Okay. Oh shit, okay. guys, wait. K- 
can can this Urbosa that we're having join them be a ghost? <gasps> oh, that's how she gets out of the bars. That's how she gets out of the trap. Yeah, yeah. she's like, she's like Link. I haven't been very honest with you. <laughs> and then she phases through the bars, Danny Phantom style. Oh wait, no, I was thinking like. She helps them this entire time, and then they get back, and they're like, oh, thanks, Mayor, for sending Urbosa. And she's like, how do you know my mom's name or whatever? <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. And then, like, sunset comes up, and she disappears. <laughs> <sighs> Whoa. That's heavy. Oh, so how about this? How about they, like, sneak into the the camp, right? The Yiga hideout. They mm-hmm. totally think they've got this. And then all of a sudden, the Yiga clan members appear out of nowhere, uh, totally ambush them. Uh, and then it's like they they like blow out all the la- the lights, and so all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like surrounded in darkness. The Yiga kind of beats them up, and then when Link comes to him and Unobo are in a cage, and Lady Urbo- Urbosa is nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And they can even hear the Yiga clan members like, "Where is she? How did you lose her? She's like nine feet tall." <laughs> and then she like comes in and saves them. She like breaks them out and they're like hey guys we gotta go uh, i just distracted the guards with some bananas they love those things <laughs> then what happens they find the helmet or does she have the helmet i think they because you know how like there's like the rafters up above like in that when you go in the hideout yeah i think she like leads them to that and then they stumble oh, across yeah. uh the big boss meeting where they're like I don't know, maybe Ganon's like, oh, I've entru- I entrusted you with the fucking lightning helmet. And he's like, oh, and I'll put it to good use, too. Uh, you know, hand-wringing, hand conniving <laughs> shit. So after he disappears, the crew hops down from the rafters and starts a fight? Yeah, I'm trying to... Th- that's what I'm trying to think of, is, like, how do they initiate... Maybe they try to like steal it by being sneaky but you know the guards find out that they're gone and they like storm and be like koga they're all gone then he turns around because he's dopey you know he might not even notice distracted by some bananas that they put in the ground probably and it's like oh shit put the bananas down turn around they're all just like you know cartoon freeze frame (laughs) like oh shit about to grab it (laughs) then they grab it then big fight and then it's a, 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 a classic shootout where where uh, it's like that. I, I keep re- mentioning Rango. It's like that scene from Rango where they're like being chased through the canyon with all those bats and shit. And uh, they're like making making off with the, the thing that they were sent to, to get. And then it's just like a big action scene of them getting out of there and being chased yeah. by ninjas. And they could lose them in the storm. Ooh. It's like, uh, we're never going to lose them. They're shooting at us and shit. We got to go into the storm. Maybe someone gets separated. Who knows? I was going to say, I I feel like we are missing, like, like more pressing stakes. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, like, Yunobo should go missing at this point. Gets lost in the storm. Lost in the storm. Oh, yeah, so, like, maybe they run into the, like, the beast all of a sudden. Like, they run into the Divine Beast mm-hmm. and the Shadow Rider, mm-hmm. and uh, they get, like, taken by surprise, even though they're, they're, like, one of them has to be wearing the helmet for them to be able to go into the storm, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Urbosa is like, we can lose him in the storm. One of you, put the helmet on. Right. And Link puts the helmet on. Yeah. He doesn't know how to control it, though. No. it's, it's And just... that's why we lose little Goron boy in the storm. Yeah, I mean, I we have to lose him, unfortunately. So we can provide a story midpoint. <laughs> He's held hostage or whatever. Yeah, totally. Because now it's like personal for Link. Like now Link yeah. doesn't, he's not even thinking about the map. He's thinking about Unobo. Mm-hmm. Right. But Link has to go back to town. Right. And I think Ganon's going to send some Bacoblin cronies or whatever and be like, listen, Mrs. Mayor or Miss Mayor, just give us Link. And we won't even fuck with your town anymore, you know? Just like, and you know, you don't even know this guy, so just give it and we'll leave you alone. Mm. And so, like, now it's like, is she going to, Link's not sure, like, is she going to give me up or or I got the thing for her, so, like, what's the deal? But I still, but mainly I want my guy back. Yeah. And because she lost her mom, who is a ghost, who has disappeared at this point when he gets back into town... She'll be like, nah, I know what loss feels like. I'm going to help you get the guy back. Oh, yeah. This could be like an especially low point for Link, too. Because yeah. um, not only not only has Link lost Unobo, but as soon as he gets like at the town limits, Urbosa also disappears. She's like, Link, I'm sorry. I can't go back in there. Yeah. You're going to have to do Sunrise this without me. Yeah. She's like, you need to do this without me. I believe in you, Link. And then she disappears, and all of a sudden he's like, what the fuck? Now I'm alone. And now he doesn't know who to trust, because then he goes into the town, and and Riju's being, like, what, shaken? She's being shook down by Bacoblins? I, I feel like if Ganon wants her to give Link up willingly, attacking her would not be the best course of action, though it should be something exciting, I don't know. Um, maybe he just gets there and then like he talk and then he's like talks to her and he's like, but we got to get her back. And she's like, I don't know if I can do that. It's pretty dangerous. And then like Bacoblins come riding in and like Link's ready to fight. And then they like, I have a decree or whatever. It could be a big dramatic moment, too, because the first time he speaks in the movie should be like him saying like, I don't know. What does he say? Right. It should be the words that convince Riju. They got my Goron. <laughs> Single tear. <laughs> and then she's like, I lost someone once. Looks at a, I don't know, like an old uh, cowboy era photography thing of her and her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aw. Okay, so he goes in there. He, or he sneaks into her office. He mm-hmm. convinces her. He gives her the crown. Now what? Now it's him and her? Oh, they should do a plan where she pretends that like he actually she actually has him tied up and is gonna give him away just like that. Oh yeah, it's oh. a setup. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Maybe while they're in town, they have like a disguise going where um, uh, like Link is tied up on on the the sand walrus and he's got a bag over his head, mm-hmm. and that's to hide the helmet. Mm. Mm. Um. And she's like riding off and she's like, I have him. He was sneaking into the mayor's office. I'm going to go turn him in to the divine, you know, to, to your boss. Uh, and then, you know, the 
Baca- like a bunch of Bacoblins and Liz Alphos are like, oh, okay, well, we'll show you to the boss. We'll take you there. And she's like, uh, uh-oh, okay. And so then there's all these Bacoblins and Liz Alphos that are, like, following them. And so when it's time to pop off, they're like, oh, wait a minute, they're double-crossing us! And then they, like, all pull out their guns. And then it's, like, a shootout in the middle of the storm while they're also trying to, you know, get the get the horse. I imagine, like, a really cool-ass shot where they, like, realize that it's a setup and, like, everyone shoots their bullets. But then he's, like, the fucking... <laughs> lightning helmet so like yeah. all the bullets stop in midair because of electromagnetism type shit okay and so here's a question we haven't decided this yet how big is this horse and how big is the rider oh i feel like the horse should be how big is ganon's horse in the game it's like a clydesdale i feel like it could just be that i don't think it needs to be ginormous Cool. And then, and so then, what's happened to Unobo? Is he like hog tied on the back? What is the conflict yeah. between Link and Link and this horse look like? Oh, he has a fucking cowboy Lionel crony who has Unobo like over his shoulder, hog tied. Oh, yeah. a Lionel would be good. Yeah, a very rattlesnake Jake character. <laughs> My one suggestion is I feel like in the game, there's a lot of moments where you're playing as Link riding a horse and you're trying to shoot at things. I feel like maybe this moment could be like a a shootout on horseback. Mm-hmm. Or like with Ganon, oh, on the, yeah. Ganon on the horse and then maybe Link is still on his seal. Right. Kind of like that one like pre-boss fight with like what you're like riding on Prince Sidon. And you're shooting, like, the lightning arrows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Riju has to fight the Lionel. Well, that's what I was gonna say, is, like, I think once they've dispatched all the baddies, then it becomes a standoff. Because then it's, like, Ganon and and this Lionel have guns pointed at the... at Unobo. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Link and Riju have guns pointed at them. And it's like, alright, stand down. But then how do they get out of it? Some kind of callback thing. We need to call someone back to help them. What if, like, fucking Ganon says some, like, really on-the-nose shit, like, oh, you'd need a miracle to save you, like, cowboy of Hyrule. And then, like, Urbosa lightning just, like, comes from the sky out of nowhere. And, like, causes, like, a moment of confusion where they can, like, grab Unobo or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe she just, like, manifests behind him with her, like, big, long gun, and it, like, shoots a giant lightning bolt into him, which doesn't beat him, but it does distract both him and the Lionel long enough for, like, Zelda and Riju to make their shots, grab him, and then... Is Zelda there? Or not... not... (laughs) I called, like, (laughs) Zelda. You know, Zelda? (laughs) The one with the green hat? What's the difference? Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, and so they, like, make the shot, and then they take care of the Lionel. They have Unobo. Ganon's gravely wounded. Mm-hmm. They have him surrounded, and then he's like, this isn't the last you'll see of me, cowboy of Hyrule. And then he mm-hmm. disappears, and the, the horse goes, the horse becomes calm, and the clouds disappear around them. Um, And so then, yeah, they, you know, Ganon's defeated, the horse stops making big storms, wanders into the sunset. 
And then I guess Riju gives Link the map, and then he also walks into the sunset. Yeah, I think the, we, the mm-hmm. master revolver. Yeah, I think she should acknowledge that her dead mother just like came out of nowhere. I think that would be a, a big shock to her. Pun not intended, <laughs> <laughs> but is there, regardless. Maybe we could have like a whole like town thanking Link the Lone Cowboy and be like. Ah, uh, no need, lovely townspeople. <laughs> then off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah, and then we, we end on, you know, narration from the old lady telling the story in the beginning. Dude, and then second sunset ending thing, because then she could be like, oh, I bet he's still out there somewhere. Then we get him far off in the sunset on the horse, like, nay, you know, fucking standing yeah. on the hind legs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Goes Rizzled off. Or he's got a frame. beard now. Oh, he's got a great beard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're ready for the recap. Whenever you're ready, Annika. We start our story uh, sitting around a campfire, and an old and wise and Riju is telling this story about Link to a bunch of young kids who are with her. She begins her story by talking about a tiny saloon town uh, within an oasis that a young Link wanders into with his Goron buddy Yunobo. Uh, You can see a sandstorm off in the distance over the Gerudo town. When they go in, Yunobo asks the bartender um, about what's going on, tries to see if there's any bounties, and the bartender tells them that if they want to find anything, they would need to go into Gerudo Town. However, the thing about Gerudo Town is they only allow women inside. At this point, a Bokoblin and a member of the Yiga clan rush in and try to start try to start a bar fight. But Link stops them before they're able to actually hurt anyone in the bar. And the bartender is so touched by this that he then offers to help Link and Yodobo. The bartender says, come back at night and I will help you. So Link and his buddy go back to the bar at night. They see that the bar has been turned into a drag bar. Uh, there's some Rito in the back that are voguing. Uh, someone's lip syncing. It's a fun time. Uh, they give the Yonobo a uh, little parasol and a little wig that like fits kind of awkwardly over his head and they dress Link up in a beautiful dress and he looks very beautiful and decide to send them into the town. In the morning they go into the Gerudo town, nobody stops them, their disguises are too beautiful Um, and they go into the market. Uh, in the market, something goes wrong, and it's discovered that Link has been lying about his identity. So he is thrown into the prison. Uh, while they're there, Riju, who has been uh, walking around, hears them talking about their plan to hopefully speak to her and get the uh, map to the Master Six Shooter. Since she overhears him talking about this, she offers them a deal. She says, if you can go to the Yiga clan in the desert and get this helmet for me, then I'll let you out of the jail. And if you can help us to get rid of this uh, 
this cowboy who's been attacking us, I will then also give you the plans for the Master Six Shooter. So they obviously agree, it's a great deal. And on their way out, they are joined by Urbosa, who's saying, oh, the mayor sent me, she wanted me to keep track of you. Uh, little do they know that Urbosa actually came here of her own free will. So on their way there, Urbosa actually teaches them about the Yiga clan and what they're doing, and in turn, Yonobo teaches her about kind of Link's backstory, explains the situation with Zelda, how Zelda was taken by Ganon, and that Link needs this Master Six Shooter in order to get her back. On the way to the Yiga clan, they stumble upon a Lizalfos camp, and while they're fighting these Lizalfos, we see in the background the Yiga clan kind of watching over them and trying to suss them out. Once they arrive at the Yiga clan, they try to hunt for this helmet, um, but they're immediately caught. The Yiga clan uh, kidnaps them, and when they all come to, they find that Yerbosa is nowhere to be found. She then comes back into the room and sets them free from their prison and explains that she's been able to distract the clan with bananas. Uh, she leads them up into the rafters where they overhear a meeting that's going on between the head of the Yiga clan and Ganon himself. Um, and they realize that the two of them are actually working in tandem. So once Ganon leaves, they jump down, they try to steal the helmet, and it starts a huge shootout. They're able to flee the scene and run, um, and they end up in the storm. Um, but unfortunately in the storm, Inobo actually flies off of their seal and is lost, and Link is not able to find him. Link and Yerbosa try to go back into the town, um, but once nightfall hits, Yerbosa explains that she has been keeping a secret and she disappears in front of Link's eyes. Once Link ends up, or once Link gets back to the town, he realizes that there are wanted posters of him all, like, all over the town. And he suspects that Ganon might have sent some of his cronies to talk to Riju. So he decides to attempt to sneak into Riju's palace. So he sneaks in. He gives her the helmet and explains the situation to her and asks for her help. And Riju takes pity on him and decides she wants to help him. So they go off together, um, Link wearing the new helmet with their minds made up to try to fight this uh, cowboy who's been attacking them in the desert. They tie Link up to look like an offering in order to get the Yiga clan on their side. Um, and so the, the Yiga clan actually brings them out to this beast in the desert. They reveal that Link has not actually been tied up this whole time. There's another shootout. In the aftermath of this, Ganon appears with a Lionel who is holding Yonobo and attempts to stop Link from going any further. There's a fight on horseback where Link is uh, you know, shooting at Ganon and shooting at the Lionel to try to get them to stop. Uh, finally, everything comes to a standstill, um, but it appears that Ganon has the upper hand until your until your Bosa appears and shoots Ganon with her huge six shooter and is able to distract him just long enough for Link to save Yonobo. At this point, Ganon 
admits defeat and he runs away with his Lionel and Link Link decides to go back to the town with Riju and Minobo. Uh, once they get back there, Riju gives the the map to the Master Revolver to Link and wishes him well on his quest. And that is when we jump back to an old and wise and Riju you know, telling the story around the campfire to everyone who's listening. And that's where our movie ends. In our after the credits bit, we see Link, an old beautiful Link with a beautiful flowing beard and long hair uh, sitting on Epona in the sunset. The sun is setting behind him. There's a lens flare. It's very beautiful and mysterious. And maybe Zelda's there. That's our unlikely take on the Zelda <laughs> Breath of the Wild movie. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, you could play the game and pretend you're a cowboy the whole time. It'll totally work. Uh, we didn't get any fan pitches this episode. If you if you have some of those, if you if you listeners at home have any ideas for video game movies, email them to us at gamerealcast dot or gamerealcast at gmail dot com. I have so much so much trouble with that. Or tweet at us at gamereal three. We love we love getting emails and tweets. Mm-hmm. And the more you tweet at us, the more likely we will be that we'll get the regular gamereal handle. After we yes. eclipse whoever game real regular is, <laughs> one day. So we'd like to thank our composer Chris Kirk for our theme song. His Twitter is at composer Kirk. That's Kirk spelled K I R K, and his Bandcamp is composerkirk.bandcamp.com. It's great tunes, uh, and we'd also like to thank uh, Brit Soders Jerna. She made all of our wonderful album art. Uh, and her Twitter is at Artzoid, spelled A-R-T-Z-0-I-D. We would like to thank the the beautiful, the effervescent Kylie Gatormson, who so kindly agreed to come on this podcast <laughs> with a bunch of like twenty-two year olds that she doesn't even know. Yeah. I'm so glad you I'm so glad you think I'm twenty two. <laughs> How old are you? Twenty-three? I'm twenty-three. <laughs> I'm going to be 23 in a month. It's disgusting. Me too. Whoa. Ew. Whoa, am I the oldest person on the podcast? Yeah, Grandpa. Oh, shit. Anyway, sorry about making this about me. Thank you for being on the show, (laughs) Kylie. Thank you. Is there anything you want to plug? Do you have anything you want to plug? No. Oh, cool. That is not true. Plug your Insta. My Instagram? Ew. (laughs) That's what you're on the show for. We're a very popular podcast, dude. Like, you'll like... You'll, like, cap at, like, a million in, like, a day after being on here. If you thought I was funny, you can find me on Instagram at Pinto underscore Beam with an M. Because Pinto Bean was taken by a burrito. Ah, sad. Beaten by a burrito. I know. Been there. Happens to the best of us. Saint la vie. Thank you so much for listening to Game Reel. This has been Annika. I've been Cassidy. I've been Matt. And I've been Kylie. See you, gamers. <laughs> See you, gamers. Game over. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> All right.